Yes. They need to be suspended for that foolishness. showed a nine-year-old girl handcuffed and pepper sprayed in the back of a patrol car. The officers responded to a report of family trouble on Friday. Police say the girl had threatened to harm herself and her mother and kicked an officer. It comes nearly five months since Rochester's police chief resigned over the case of Daniel Prude, who died after officers placed a hood on his head and pinned him to the ground. In just 60 seconds, the sudden death of a hit sitcom actor. Back now with a sudden death. Okay, well, that's not, that's not enough information for me. Yeah, I really thought that was ridiculous. Uh, the video, I'm not even going to uh, play it over again, but um, it's a nine-year-old child, and I feel like this I was talking to my daughter. This is what I'm talking about. Where is the pastors of that community? I mean, why that parent couldn't call a pastor or someone of uh, a case manager worker or something besides the police. You know, this, first of all, it's a nine-year-old. So I don't care. I know they act like they're grown, but they're still a child, okay? Nine years old. And and, and if she was going to harm herself or try to harm her mother, so what's going on in that household for that child to even get to that point? You see what I'm saying, y'all? Something's not right. So if she called for help, why the crisis line, why they don't send a mental health or social worker to the house to find out what's going on? It's a nine-year-old child. And then she kept hollering for her daddy. You know, so I guess she, she started getting scared. Now, beyond all of that, one officer you can hear in the video say, stop acting like a child. Well, she is a child. <laughs> what do you mean, stop acting like a child? She is a child. You know, so, man, this is just... Something and did not see. Here we go again with these Republicans. You know, they kicking back for the COVID relief. I'm trying to understand, y'all, why in the world are they bucking against releasing that money? Do y'all know how much money America has, period? They keep talking about the deficit. They keep talking about the debt. Believe me, they're making sure that stock market, that, that stock market is being fed. And the wealthy is getting wealthy for some apparent reason. It's how they're getting wealthy. And those stocks keep going up and keep going up and keep going up. My little bit of stocks that I didn't purchase, they it making some kind of money. Cause it's keep going up and keep going up. If I really had time to really sit there and monetize that thing, I'd probably be balling too. I need to get in there. My son is real good with that, but he don't want to mess with it. And I'm like, man, come on, bro. <laughs> you know how to look at that stuff. But I just don't understand. Why is they pushing back these people, man? They're only looking at one class of people. It's, 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 it's really, really something. People are really, really 
working hard. You got to work two jobs just to bring in almost $2,000 a month. But I don't know. Get over here and read my own. They got a winter storm. My goodness. 8 to 12 inches of rain. Now go to protests again. Let's see what's happening. Colgate Optic Wipe Renewal removes 10 years of yellow stains. That's like all the way back to 2010. Their jeans, their leggings, their jeggings. Whoa. Remove 10 years of yellow stains with Colgate Optic Wipe Renewal. Well, the chief revealed to us that at least two officers have been, as she said, taken off the streets for more training, which being suspended, and that may happen to more of the officers that were there, as many as seven or nine of them, she said, while the investigation continues. And the chief also made it clear that, in her estimation, putting a nine-year-old in handcuffs and using pepper spray to, spray to force her to the back of a police car is not an acceptable procedure. It's so not an acceptable. It's a child. A very emotional situation. The girl was obviously distraught. There was some sort of family situation going on, and she was screaming for her father. The chief also revealed that they had called for an ambulance and to try and get the girl some medical attention. But while they were waiting for the ambulance to arrive and medical help to get there, for some unknown reason, the officers decided to force the girl into the back of the police car, and she resisted them. Yes, we can see that in the tape. She was handcuffed, and they used pepper spray eventually. And here's what the chief said about that. I'm not going to tell you that that's okay, that pepper spraying a nine-year-old is something that is condoned or that what um, we're going to do here. It's just not who we are. Um, so it's it's just not something uh, that I uh, I think um, was uh, uh, appropriate for us. Earlier this evening, several dozen protesters took to the streets demanding justice and accountability. Now, you remember that Rochester is a city where about a year or so ago, yep. a black man was taken into custody and later died at the hands of, well, in police custody. And the truth about what happened in that situation was only revealed after the family sued and forced the police to produce videotape of what happened. Now, in this case, the police say that they were trying to be transparent. They produced this videotape of the girl less than 48 hours after the incident happened. But there's still obviously a bit of outrage about what happened. Uh, the police say that the family has asked for privacy, so they're not revealing her identity as the investigation continues with more suspensions possible. Shep. Wow. Shepard Smith here. Thanks for oh watching. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's it has to be better, man. It has to be better. It has to be better. It's not so much as defund the police. I mean, we're listening to uh, our government governor here in um, Texas, and yes, he he was one uh, individual that um, was preaching too about the votes for uh, well, what it is for Trump, right? So I'm listening to his state of emergency speech and 
I'm listening to his rhetoric and I'm listening to his words very carefully. And I'm like, hmm, okay, I understand to protect the communities or whatever. But I didn't hear you say one thing about black lives. Y'all see what I'm saying? And the the language that he was using in his dialogue to me, it was just it just sound like a robot from Trumpism. You know, and um like one advocate that was speaking, I don't remember his name, but he was talking about um oh, matter of fact, let me rewind. I do know they had a the ministers were Kirk Franklin, John Gray, and they had two other white ministers. And they was trying to explain, well, first they were sharing that white people values are totally different from black people values. You know, you, you know, y'all, um, Native blacks, we protesting just to be able to survive. We just want to be able to have a decent home for our children, like everybody else. Willing to work, ain't no such thing as we lazy. We, our forefathers have not been lazy. We have not been lazy. What, what you see is people are tired of working. They bones off and doing the best they can the right way. And at the end of the day, look what happens. And yes, the 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 per se religion set really failed the black community because we just was preached to and preached to and just was guzzing money like it was like you like you they the vehicle and we the gas. So they going they pumping up they 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 vision and before you know it, they're wealthy, okay? But what about your the parishioners? What about the people? Your members struggling. Oh, and don't let them miss no ties. Oh, my gosh, they could pull that up quick. Oh, well, ma'am, you haven't paid ties in four months, so I don't think... Wait a minute, but what happened to all of the four years I've been paying ties? Come on now, come on. See what I'm saying? Is that even relevant? If I come to you and say I need help? But that's a whole nother subject, y'all. It's a whole nother subject. But all I'm saying, a nine-year-old child, a nine-year-old child, come on. It took seven police officers for a nine-year-old Come on. They didn't have nobody in that in that group that was spiritual enough to know that first of all, okay, we gotta calm her down. And I thought the white policeman was gonna come and try to calm her down. Then you could tell she got disgusted and she went on back in police mode. The child did not commit a crime. She was in process of harming herself or having a mental break or whatever was going on between her and her mama, it had to be something really, really ironic for the mama to call the police. But they said the mama had called for help. Okay, so if if we're calling for help, for the policemen to come for help, we ain't coming for you to kill our children and manhandle them and abuse them. 
come for help. So that just shows you the police at this stage now, in this era, police, man, they're not in no helpful mode. They're in combat mode. It makes you don't even want to call the police thinking that you can be protected. How can you be protected if you thinking, man, if I call the police, is they going to shoot me? Are they going to really hear me out? I just need some help. You know, where is the 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 um, non-emergency numbers here? Where is it? What's going on with that? Because I tell you, man, this is some serious stuff. My whole go out to that child just thinking about my my um my ten year old grandson. <laughs> this child and then then she was a girl. That's another thing. She was a girl. Oh my gosh, they handled this child. Lord have mercy. That's all I can say. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Guys, good morning, good morning. It's in the wee wee hours, about one something in the morning. I had a full day and two appointments uh, they had to reschedule. So um, it gave me an opportunity to lay down, take a break, and uh, rest my hand. My wrist started backing up again. And I know why, because I've been on that computer, man, just clicking and typing and clicking and typing. And I know I didn't overwork myself instead of breaking, and now I feel this pain again in my wrist. Um, but it's supposed to be going to physical therapy, and uh, they just don't want to diagnose me with the corpotona, and I know that's what it is. And, and, and it just shows you um, it's there. I, I, it's there. And, and, I, I, and I, I just... Why it's so difficult for doctors to diagnose me with that? Check me, come on and do this. I know the difference in my hand. I've been doing this for a lot of years, you know, and of course I'm getting up for age, so of course it's going to be aggravated. But the blood of Jesus over it. In this new COVID strain, they're trying to understand what's going on. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out too because when they first... Um, spotted the new strand in the UK, they shut everything down. So how all of a sudden it gets over here in America? See, it that don't it don't make no sense, y'all. This don't really make no sense. And here, like I stated in the previous um, episode, that here in Texas, I'm gonna have to sit there and listen to the beginning of his his state of. Uh, Address or a state of emergency or whatever he was doing, but I ain't felt he was talking to um, the black community. He just talking about Texan all all together. Texans, we Texans, and hearing Texans, this is how we gonna run things. You know, Texans already think they their own country, but um. How in the world that new strain get over here? I mean, it's all over. And they're opening up everything. Here in Texas, it's up to 75% now. They open up to a capacity, which 
it's been to capacity from us just going to the store in the morning. We try to do stuff early in the morning, you know, and if we do leave out and go somewhere in the midday without the ch- without my grandbaby, the stores, the parking lots, the, the restaurants, it's packed like a normal day now. And it's just nasty because when I went in the store, we went in the store one time, it was about 11, 12, midday, right? And this man literally sneezed. Guess what he did, though? He took the mask off the sneeze, wiped his nose with his hand. And I'm way on the other end because I was waiting on my daughter to meet me by the checkout. And I'm just looking at him. And I know he saw me looking at him. This man put the mask back on, went into the, the freezer to get a package out of there and walked off. I say, well, what the hell? I'm sitting there like, okay, is he going to get some sanitizer? Is he going to get a wipe out his pocket or something? No. He wiped it on his his jacket, put the mask back on, went in the, the ice box, opened up the freezer and got a packet or whatever, and kept it moving. I said, ugh, I just got so disgusted. Make me want to just leave that whole basket right there in the store. So, see, it's being transmitted like that, y'all, unaware of. And I can't blame the store because I'm seeing the people. Why H-E-B is an excellent store where you see their workers walking up and down the aisle. They're wiping off everything. They're wiping the baskets off. They, they're very, very conscious of this strand, this COVID. So I give H-E-B prompts on that. But with that all, with that said, man, that 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 disturbed me when I saw that man do that. So now they're here and they're talking about the new strand and how and it spread it and how the UK when they first um detected it, right? Well they shut down, they shut down. They did a whole shutdown. Excuse me, so I'm trying to understand how I get over here. Unless it was already incubated in somebody. You know, these people, these pharmaceuticals, the managers, the CEOs, they're making megabucks, the millionaires that are investing in this. Matter of fact, I need to go online right now and check out these uh, vast Pfizer or whatever, because I'm sure the stocks that went up. I need to go in and invest me in some of these stocks. Because that's where they making their money at. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You see what I'm saying? And I'm going to go back two years ago. And I'm going to see what was they rate then and what they rate is now. I'm sure it was probably uh, Pfizer was already up probably a thousand and something per share. Right? But I guarantee you, it's probably almost 5K per share now. Oh, they're making their money. No doubt about it. Let's check this out and see what's going on about this strand. Wrist areas for catching this virus. So joining me now is Dr. Michael Osterholm. He's an infectious disease expert at the University of Minnesota. Dr. Osterholm, welcome back to Meet the Press. You know, earlier this week, uh, you and I... You and I spoke uh, about this current race against these mutant uh, strains and about the vaccine distribution. And, and you seem to 
you said something that really stuck with me, so I want to show this screen. Uh, this is the efficacy rate of the first doses of the three of the vaccines, Moderna at 80%, Johnson & Johnson 72%, Pfizer at 52%. Again, all the first dose efficacy rates. Um, do you believe we are now at a point where we may have to call an audible here on how we distribute the vaccine? Well, first of all, let me just say that I have been one of those saying that we need to make sure that we have both first and second doses of that and follow the uh, FDA approval process. But let me say right now, we do have to call an audible. I think it's no doubt about it. The fact is that the surge that is likely to occur with this new variant from England is going to happen in the next six to 14 weeks. And if we see that happen, which my 45 years in the trenches tell us we will, we are going to see something like we have not seen yet in this country. Uh, England, for example, is hospitalizing twice as many people as we ever hospitalized at our highest number. And so we do know that if we look at these first doses, that in fact we can even get higher numbers than you just laid out by the time of the third week after vaccination. So we still want to get two doses in everyone, but I think right now in advance of this surge, we need to get as many one doses and as many people over 65 as we possibly can. To, to reduce the uh, serious illness and deaths that are going to occur over those weeks ahead. If this decision, uh, if, if the Biden administration agrees with your call here, they basically have to make this decision right now. The second dose appointments. They do have. Yeah, the second dose appointments basically have already begun or are, or, or are beginning. So they have to do this right now. Do you think we have, do you think the... Uh, as you know, look, everybody's nervous because there's no perfect solution here. Do you think they're ready to do this or do you think they're going to get cold feet? Well, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, imagine where we're at, Chuck, right now. You and I are sitting on this beach where it's uh, 70 degrees, perfectly blue skies, uh, gentle breeze. But I see that Hurricane 5, Category 5 or higher, 450 miles offshore. And, you know, telling people to evacuate in that nice blue sky day is going to be hard. But I can also tell you that hurricane's coming. So I think we have to understand that the, because of this surge, we do have to call an audible. And again, we're not going to deny anybody their second dose. And actually, the data we have supports that the longer you wait, the better you may do anyway with your vaccine. So we do know that if we get a number of first doses in people, yeah. particularly 65 years of age and older, we can really do a lot to reduce the number of serious illnesses and deaths in this next big surge, which is coming. If we don't do this, I, I, let me paint for you one sort of nightmare scenario that, that I'm fearing, which is by the time that, that some of us get to the place in line where we're going to get a vaccine, that the vaccine available to me won't be able to deal with the strain that is circulating around this country. How likely could we be in that scenario, say, by the start of summer? Well, I'm not sure that that's the scenario I'm most worried about. I think that the B117 or the UK strain is going to become the dominant strain. And fortunately, that one has not shown uh, its ability to evade the protection from the vaccine. But its ability to cause many more infections and much more serious illness is there. So I think right now that's the priority I would look at. When you look at the data on the other variants, we're very concerned about the ones from South Africa and Brazil that may, in fact, lead to evasion of the immune protection from either natural disease or from vaccine. But even if you look at the vaccine trials in South Africa, for example, what was missed in the J&J &J trial, no one who had the variant infection who was vaccinated died. So it may actually attenuate 
the serious illness and not just fully prevent it. So I think right now we have to concentrate on is what's going to be the surge. Imagine, Chuck, right now, uh, 120,000 to 130,000 people hospitalized at one point. We saw our health care system literally on the edge of, of not being able to provide care. Imagine if we have what has happened in England, twice as many of those right. cases. That's what we have to prepare for now. That's why I think we're putting forth this. The other thing we have to do is just prepare people. You know, we're all loosening up right now. You know, we see the case numbers coming down. We all want to end our pandemic fatigue and our pandemic anger that don't believe the, vac the pandemic's even real. We got to turn that ship around too. You know, we're really good in this country at pumping the brakes after we wrap the car around the tree. You know, what we have to do now is also anticipate this and understand that we're going to have to change quickly. As fast as we're opening restaurants, we're likely going to be closing them in the near term. For real. Do you feel right now to the various strains that might be circulating? I mean, I've seen some epidemiologists say that, you know, we don't know what we don't know because we've done such a poor job of surveillance. Uh, I know there's some fears that, you know, we think there's a South African strain, a Brazil strain. People are worried about a Chicago strain and a Los Angeles strain. How worried are you about what we don't know and can't see right now? I'm, I'm very concerned about that, but I think the good news is is that I actually see action being taken with this new administration unlike we've seen before. And so there really are efforts right now to, in fact, get us that kind of surveillance system in place as quickly as possible. And frankly, we need the uh, Congress to pass the President's Relief Act because that'll help us also do more of this kind of work. So uh, if, and right now we're flying blind, but I'm more optimistic we're going to have the data, but as you've seen, these viruses have come up quickly, and they have actually uh, caused us more and more surprises. And just expect the unexpected in the days ahead. Uh, if you can't have a K95 mask or an N95 mask, would you double mask? I know you, you, you're a little concerned about some of the double masking ideas. What do you do if you don't have a K95 mask to use? Well, when we talk about double masking, remember, what we're really talking about is just trying to prevent the virus from being excreted by me into the air or me inhaling the virus from somewhere else in the air. And it's both a function of face fit and face filtration. Think about your swim goggles. When was the last time anybody leaked at the lenses? They leak at the, at the fit. And so what we're concerned about is that many of these face cloth coverings do have already compromised fit or filtration capacity. If you add on another mask, you may actually make the, uh, it tougher for the air to move through the two cloth area. And then at that point, it causes more air to actually leak around the sides, which actually enhances your ability to get infected. So I'm not saying that some couldn't be used in a better way, but at the same time, there are many that may actually, may do more harm. Let me just say right now, one thing that's really, to me, very important is we see up to 25% of people who wear it under their nose. You know, that's like fixing three of the five screen doors in your submarine. <laughs> you know, what's going on there? We've got to get people For to start real. Exactly. Right. That'll make no right sense. Tremendously. Yeah, well, if you've watched any football games in particular, um, a lot of yep. these coaches are the biggest, uh, are the biggest uh, ones who forget to put this uh, mask over their nose. Dr. Michael Osterholm, as always, sir, thanks for coming on and sharing wow. your expertise with us. Thank you. Let's Thank turn you. now. Yep, that's crazy. Yeah, you got to stop the movement. That's, that's what I perceive. You know, um, it's the movements. So if they don't, it, it, I how they say on um, 
Mr. Do, uh, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> no sudden movements. That's what has to happen. It's <laughs> too much movement, y'all. This man says, um, which I already know is going to get worse before it get better. But, hey, that's the breaks on that, right? Okay, y'all. I just wanted to understand what was happening. But we see. I'm going to chime with you guys later. God bless you. expelled from Congress often less than a month. Well, let's get to know her in our brand new segment, Fringe Watching. Meet Marjorie Taylor Greene. In Congress, she represents Georgia's 14th district right outside Atlanta. And in life, she represents some views right outside of reality. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she won her house race for a district in Northwest Georgia. She has, in the past, promoted the QAnon conspiracy theory. Q is a patriot. We know that for sure. But we do not know who Q is. People believe that Q is someone very close to President Trump. According to him, many in our government are actively worshipping Satan. Or they call Moloch. I mean, is it going to be true that the child pedophilia and the elites in the Washington, D.C., is that what we're really going to see come out? Is it going to be satanic worship? Q is in the House of Representatives. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene is hardly the first member of Congress to hold some out there beliefs. I mean, Ted Cruz believes that beard is working for him. But QAnon is not just extreme, it's delusional, people. How are you going to be in the government and believe that the government is full of Satan-worshipping right. sex predators? Right. I mean, it must be exhausting to be walking around the halls of Congress, just constantly opening doors like, Aha! No, just a supply closet. Gotcha! No, just a copy room. Bam! No, that's my office. Man, I'm so lost. And it's not just QAnon. In fact, it seems like Green has a conspiracy theory for every letter of the alphabet. The Trump-backing Republican embraces completely false QAnon conspiracy theories and in a newly uncovered video from 2018, claimed former President Obama is Muslim, the Clintons had JFK Jr. killed, and even questioned whether a plane crashed into the Pentagon on 9-11. It's odd, there's never any evidence shown for a plane in the Pentagon. Facebook posts have surfaced in which Green called the deadly Parkland High School shooting fake, along with video showing her harassing Parkland shooting survivor David Hogg. Why are you supporting red flag gun laws that attack our Second Amendment rights? How do you get avid gun owners and people that support the Second Amendment to give up their guns and go along with anti-gun legislation? How do you do that? Maybe you accomplish that by performing a mass shooting into a crowd that is very likely to be conservative. Is that what happened in Las Vegas? Have you seen the picture of Ruth Bader Gingrich walking through the airport? Yeah, like, like yes. the body double for Hillary Clinton, so it's interesting. Yeah. So. I do not believe that was Ruth, no. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't either. Wow, okay, so RBG has a body double? Hillary Clinton has a body double. This one makes it sound like 
everyone has their own body double. I mean, that's such a silly thing to believe. Yo, the weekend, they're on to us. Get out of there, man. Rah! But the big question is, how did Osama bin Karen get elected to Congress? Osama bin Karen. Well, it turns out she was lucky to be one of nine Republicans running for the seat. So everyone's attention was spread around instead of focused all on her. Kind of like how there are so many different kinds of Oreo now that you hardly even notice that one of the flavors is human flesh. And while some of the QAnon stuff did come out, mostly what voters knew about her was that she was a hardcore Trump supporter. And yeah, she sometimes sounded like a crazy person, but only in a comforting, familiar way. She's a former CrossFit gym owner who has had a few roles at her father's construction company, but really has no political background at all. America is the greatest country in the world. We need conservatives in Washington that will keep it that way. The Democrat Party is no longer an American party. They are now the party of socialism. They want to rip our borders wide open. They want to kill babies up until birth and maybe even afterwards. I have a message for Antifa terrorists. Stay the hell out of Northwest Georgia. God damn! I know which house I'm skipping on Halloween. And by the way, everyone's freaking out about Green's QAnon beliefs, but if you ask me, the scarier cult she's involved in is CrossFit. I mean, that's just, just Scientology with jumping jacks. But yes, aside from the cult stuff, a lot of Green's beliefs are pretty typical for today's Republicans. But she also has a little extra something that makes the far right love her even more. It's racism. Marjorie Taylor Greene also has a track record of incendiary and racist rhetoric. There is an Islamic invasion into our government offices right now. If you want Islam and Sharia law, you stay over there in the Middle East. You stay there and you go to Mecca and do all your thing. Oh and my God. You know what? You can have a whole bunch of wives or goats or sheep or whatever you want. But that doesn't make me a racist because I, because I say leave the statue up there. The most mistreated group of people in the United States today are white males. What a now Facebook post. What? Green questioned whether California's deadly campfire in 2018 was started by lasers beamed down from outer space. Lasers, she says, somehow connected to the Rothschilds, the Jewish-European banking family, the target of some of the oldest, laziest, most dangerous anti-Semitic tropes on the books. Jewish space lasers. This ring here is worth $1 million. And I know you're probably thinking, well, it's made out of gold or platinum or it's designed at Tiffany's. And no, none of that. This ring is worth... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jewish space lasers? What, is this lady just playing conspiracy slot machine and going with whatever comes up? Because here's my question. If you were secretly starting a forest fire, why would you use a space laser when you could just use, I don't know, matches? It's such a waste of a Jewish space laser. It's like using the Death Star to make s'mores. Yes, make sure they're toasty. And honestly, guys, if you're anti-Semitic, this is a weird way to try and get people on your side. Because when I hear someone saying, Jews have a space laser, I'm like, awesome. Can I join? I will say, though, it is impressive that Green has some wild racist theory for every group. I mean, no wonder she got elected. Because she's like, I want to be a congresswoman for everyone. Whether you hate Jews, blacks, Muslims, or filthy Canadians, I'm on your side. So... That's who Marjorie Taylor Greene was 
before she started threatening to kill Democrats. And her calls for violence are nothing new. While some Republicans only came around to supporting an insurrection after Donald Trump lost the election, Green was rallying the troops even before November 2020. If this generation doesn't stand up and defend freedom, it's gone. Yeah. And once it's gone, freedom doesn't come back by itself. The only way you get your freedoms back is it's it's earned with the price of blood. When we rise up, oh, wow. we can end all of this. We can end it. Wow. We can do it peacefully. We can. I hope it doesn't have to we don't have to do it the other way. I hope not. But we should feel like we will if we have to. Okay, no, guys, I'm sorry, but calls for a violent revolution just don't have the same weight when you're streaming it from your hotel room. It's time for the people to rise up and take back their freedoms. Excuse me, can I get another towel, please? Because I'm going to the pool. Yeah, thank you so much. Let's spill some blood. No, the cabana will be fine. Thank you. So now that all these death threats and conspiracy theories have come to light, Congress is trying to figure out how to deal with Green. Do you censure her? Do you expel her? Do you use a secret Jewish space laser to distract her like a cat? I mean, one thing's for sure, while Congress tries to decide what to do with her, she's out there getting stuff done herself. Mm. Georgia Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene calling on President Biden to be impeached. Just filed articles of impeachment on President Joe Biden. Oh. We'll see how this goes. What? What, what? a letdown. Marjorie Taylor Greene came to Washington calling for executions, and a few weeks later, she's already settling for impeachment? Man, I guess Congress will turn anyone into a moderate. But you know what? I have a conspiracy theory of my own. I think Marjorie Taylor Greene is secretly a Democrat. Yeah, no, think about it. She's making Republicans look unhinged She's from Georgia, which we all know is a blue state, and she's a member of Congress, which she herself believes is a satanic, demonic cult. Now, if I'm correct, and Marjorie Taylor Greene is a Democrat, well, that's great news for everyone, because that would be the only way that Republicans would actually want to hold her accountable for anything she's done. That is serious. See, 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 that's that's the thing that we have to watch that people don't watch. See how she eased in there? Because the attention was all on what was going on through the election, right? And they pulled up, they pulled up videos and Facebook feed that she's literally coming on with a machine gun in her hand saying what she gonna do and was not afraid to say what she was gonna do. So this is what what, what this is where we at? And like the other gentleman said on the other feed that I had, you guys, um, I recorded, it's a mental health issue going on now. I mean, this is serious. And Trump, they about to inaugurate him. He about to have his own inauguration on March 4th. This man to set up his own little, man, I'm telling you, this is crazy. It's crazy. So... That's all I wanted to share on that part. 
If you didn't know, now you know through Trevor Noah, you can go and watch his videos and and listen and watch some other stuff. But Dr. D, I listened to that and I said, oh, no, I got to share this with, with my audience because I know some of you guys may not watch certain stuff on, on the YouTube and TV. It may not have access to a certain digital platforms like we do, okay? And I know that some of you guys watch, I mean, listen to me in other countries. So that is wild. That is wild. All right, you guys. I can't believe it's almost 5 o'clock in the morning and I haven't really started doing anything. <laughs> All right, later.